Hi, everyone, and thank you again for listening to one more episode of this podcast. Before we start, I wanted to uh, just go over a few things, uh, especially about today's episode, which will be a follow-up of or a continuation of last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would recommend to go back and listen to that one first. I believe that one is on... Uh, dissolving the ego through forgiveness um, or through non-judgment and one of those non-judgment ways is forgiveness but I wanted to go into at the end of that episode about feeding the spirit so not just only dissolving the ego but how do we elevate ourselves how do we form our spirit and I'll explain a little bit in this episode about how we do that and different I guess steps that we can take and aside from that, it's been uh, just, I guess, personal check-in. <laughs> um, it's been kind of like a tough week. Um, my little dog got surgery, so he's like a little Yorkie, and he got surgery. So um, I have him uh, with coats therapy right now, and he's fe- he's healing surprisingly super fast. He just um, he had surgery on. Thursday yeah Thursday night Thursday we picked him up Friday anyway so if you guys can please send your healing thoughts and your loving thoughts his name is Cooper he's a Yorkie um he's here in San Diego California so you know if you can add him to your prayers get him feeling a little bit better that would help um and I don't know, it's just been a tough week. My mom's friend is really sick. So if you can add her to your uh, positive or just send any positive thoughts right now to her. Her name is Dora. Um, So, you know, I went to see her yesterday and, you know, it was kind of tough. But um, anyway, that's just more on a personal note, which I think I'm going to start doing now because I hardly even, I mean, I know I talk about my experiences in relation to the material that I'm presenting, but maybe I'm going to add that into just so you guys get to know me a little bit better and not feel like, like, who, <laughs> who the hell is this guy talking about all these weird things? Um, but I guess if you're into it, you wouldn't be listening to this. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I wanted to I, ha- I know I haven't been I apologize. I haven't been updating the website. Uh, with the with the episodes, but <laughs> last week's episode, I didn't really write the whole thing. I just kind of um, came. I mean, I came up with the topics and didn't really write the whole episode out. So I think I have to finish that. So it's like my little homework assignment. But today's episode is completely done. I will be uploading it probably by the time that you listen to this. It should be up on the website. Again, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to go on the website, purchase something, get a card reading, get a, um, a light coat therapy. So that way you're just not donating and you're getting something out of it as well. Um, again, the description for that is up on the website. The website is silversoulcrystals.com. Uh, uh, you can reach us at, or you can reach me at silversoulcrystals at gmail.com or on the comment section of the blog on the website. So if you want to reach the blog, you go through uh, to silversoulcrystals.com and there's a section there called the Eclectic Mystic blog. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your support and hope you enjoy this episode.
So let's start off here with um, our first section, which is going to be called Feeding the Spirit. And today I want to discuss what the spirit is and how we feed it in order to pro uh, progress in our spiritual path, progress in our spiritual path. The spirit, as I have come to understand it, is a uh, collection of mindfully chosen energy thought forms that group together by vibration, frequency, color, etc., and have correlation and continuation, meaning that they are now a single being that will not disintegrate into individual thought forms anymore. This does not mean that once the spirit is formed, we are separate individuals that have no more connections to the rest of the universe, or that we cannot add more energy or thought forms to our being. It simply means that there is now a set form that these energies have taken, and it knows that its energy consists of, it knows what its energy consists of, and what is the best way for it to continue developing. This includes all memories of past lives, even though these thought forms might not have been in the same body at the same time, they are able to evolve enough to be att attracted to one another and incarnate in the same body that would be most beneficial for them, with the purpose of birthing the spirit in that lifetime. So I know that's a whole load of information that um, might need a little dissecting, especially when it comes to the spirit, because I know that that's a word that is used a lot, especially, especially in um, a spirit, the spiritual community. We don't understand what it is. There's many opinions about what the spirit is. We don't, some people might not even know what the spirit is. Um, like for me personally, I know I used to believe that the spirit was, or when I say spirit, um, I would mean pretty much all of creation. So it was kind of like a synonym for me to use with the universe, with um, God, with, I know I use the Holy Spirit sometimes, you know, because it is a representation or a symbol of the totality of creation, or at least that's how I understood it for a long time. Again, and part of this, and you will understand more like my process and why like I change things and want, sometimes I might refer to something as something and then later on I would, I'd probably change my definition or update it. And that's part of the learning process, right? Like we don't want to get stuck and stagnant in uh, one definition or one way of seeing things or understand that you, what you understand as what you use a word for and your interpretation of that word might not be what other people are referring to when they're saying that word so just something to be mindful of like i'm not challenging your you know your interpretation or your um knowledge or your you know conceived uh notion of whatever these terms are it's just how i've kind of like updated my own vocabulary and how i've come to understand things right and just because i use it in this form where i'm saying like the spirit is something you can conceive it's something that you can uh, work on that we need to work on if we're here on earth that doesn't mean that i'm not going to use it as the other way that I understand it as well, which is everything, right? Like, because it is, and I guess this is more like a technical definition that I'm going to be using for this episode, but it feeds into that universal mind, uh, the universal spirit, right? That I've come to know as spirit. Um, because once we form the spirit, we are connected to everything. We're connected. We're really connected to the divine. We're connected to our source as opposed to, and I'll get into it more uh, later on in the episode, but as opposed to when we don't have the spirit formed, um, we're creating out of our own ego mentality. 
So that's the difference, right? And I know some people, you know, whatever, like I said, I'm not going to challenge your um, interpretation of spirit or how it works or, you know, this is just what I'm using to explain this episode. <clears throat> so here, here we can discuss the one being, um, so here we can discuss the theory that the one being poses, explaining that that we here on the surface of planet Terra do not Earth, right, do not have our spirit developed, and this is why we are not part of the universe, but live in an illusion outside of universal law. We also see this theory in many other books and materials like A Course in Miracles. These books also pose the theories of being able to work towards waking up and spiritual enlightenment through different techniques that can help us understand true universal laws that will permit us to connect directly to the divine and draw knowledge and life directly from the one infinite creator as opposed to our own ego self. We begin. We can begin by discussing different steps we can take to feed our spirit and develop it develop it to the point of where we know ourselves fully and begin to understand these universal laws. So the step, the first step that I have here is calming the mind. So I'll just read it and then we can get into it a little bit more. So um, step one, calming the mind. It is crucial that the first step in developing our universal consciousness be calming the mind. This might not apply to every person out there already practicing calming the mind, but I know this happens to most people, where we have trouble stopping the influx of thoughts that come our way throughout the day. This is the first space where we can practice consciously choosing what we want. Calming the mind can be anything from practicing mindfulness uh, meditation to taking 10 or 15 minutes of alone time to consciously be at peace. Whatever you practice, whatever your practice might be, this step is crucial because if we keep running on the same old programs nonstop all day, every day, there is minimal chance for new information to be accepted into our minds. And without these new without this new information it will be really hard for our, our own for our spirit to really it will be really hard to form our spirit which leads us to our next topic right so here i want to get a little bit into this because you know i see this a lot i see this a lot at the clinic especially with people that suffer from anxiety um we might not even consider that having thoughts running through our mind is anxiety but it's a form of anxiety right um because when we are so caught up in thinking sometimes we're not even aware that we're thinking we're not even conscious that we're thinking what we're thinking and then we catch ourselves right and then we we can bring consciousness I don't know if it's happened to you, but I mean, it used to happen to me a lot where I would catch myself and I would, I would kind of be like, what the heck? I've been thinking about this for like 30 minutes nonstop. And I wasn't even aware that I was thinking about it because if I would have been aware, I could have stopped it. Right. So, you know, something that I've had to work on personally, and it really does help to be able to calm yourself to the point where thoughts, that's why I really like practicing meditation. I know that meditation might not be for everybody and you don't necessarily have to practice meditation to practice mindfulness, but the meditation really helps me to be able to reduce that influx of like the stream of thoughts that are coming into my mind all day. Um, You know, I, I know that it's not, you know, and I, I teach this at, you know, at the clinic all the time. And 
which is kind of great <laughs> because I get to practice mindfulness um, when I'm with clients. But, <clears throat> you know, this, and I always use the example of, like, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have practiced mindfulness already or at least meditation, right? But I always use the, the example of, like, comparing it to a sport because, I mean, and I guess I, dealing with people that have never tried mindfulness meditation before they kind of get a little bit freaked out or they get a little hesitant because and they always say i'm not good at it and that's why i compare it to a sport because most people can understand um sports right like they understand that it takes practice it's something you have to practice it's something that you have to get good at right you're not just born with the skills even though some people might be better at them naturally uh at different sports, it still takes practice. It still takes, you know, conditioning. You do all this like hard work to be good at a sport, right? And just like that, we can do all of this hard work, right? Like it's something that we, if we want to feel good, if we want to stop those thoughts, if we want to, um, you know, feel better <clears throat> and allow ourselves to be in a calm, peaceful state, then we're going to have to put in the work, right? It's not just like we're going to wake up one day and, oh, I'm this perfect meditator, right? Um, so it's something that I found to be common of, around people. You know, they have like this kind of like black and white thinking like, oh, I'm not good at it. I'm not going to try it. And it's like, well, you wouldn't say that about playing a sport oh i'm not gonna get i'm not good at it i'm just gonna give up right i mean if you really were invested and you really cared about it you would probably practice every single day um so just like that you know that's it's something that i've seen but you know getting back to the important part of this step and calming the mind is being able to be calm enough for new information to be accepted because, and I, I love this Abraham Hicks analogy where she's like, you know, you go and, and you play on the merry-go-round and if that thing is spinning way too fast, you're it's just going to throw you back out, right? Like you're not even going to be able to get on it. So I know she uses it in a slightly different way, talking about the law of attraction and manifesting. But, you know, I have this mental image of like this person trying to get on the merry-go-round and they're just like being thrown off because it's going too fast, right? So if we can imagine our minds being like this merry-go-round. And if it's going really, 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 really fast and you introduce something to it, um, whether that whatever that information new information is it's probably not going to stick right or you're probably not even going to perceive it like imagine a person trying to get on a really fast merry-go-round like it's not even going to slow it down the person is going to be like flown off like it, he's going to fly off uh, they're going to fly off and they're just going to be you know off in the bushes and the merry-go-round is going to keep going as fast as it was going right so it's important for us to be able to slow it down enough for us to you know to let on new things right like to let let new things on into our mind into our mind right um so that's the first step of developing the spirit or like feeding the spirit right because i, I and i i found it um important to acknowledge this because i mean i could have just started with feeding it information which is step number two but I think a lot of us are caught up, especially if we live in um, in big cities or we have, you know, the most, you know, I guess like this go, 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 you know, all the time mindset and culture. And it's just something that we're used to. 
we're so caught up in our own little worlds. Like even, you know, you're at the store, people are like not even present. They're just, you know, on their phones or that are like checking off a list or they're thinking of a million things and they're just like, go, go, go all the time, which, you know, I'm guilty of sometimes as well. Right. And we just have to be mindful of when we get into that state, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to practice? Like for me, my go-to is mindfulness is meditation, meditation mostly. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes I find it that reading books was really helpful and being being able to slow down your mind because you can only read so fast. I mean, I now I'm starting to kind of like read really fast because I'm really interested in this book. But, um, you know, if you're just like reading for pleasure and you, it helps you calm down, like there's like a rhythmic pattern to like reading that kind of slows down your thoughts. You're concentrating on one thing, so you're not thinking of a million other things. Um, I know TV, some people use TV to calm down, but, you know, that's just a whole nother. I don't think it actually calms you down. It just feeds you like it hooks you into the freaking frequency and then it just like brainwashes you with whatever you're watching. So I would, you know, if that's the only thing you can do, then, you know, as long as you're calm, but I wouldn't suggest doing that. Um, you know, writing, writing is also a really good one. Um, because again, you can only write so fast. So if you're like writing down your thoughts or, you know, your day or journaling or anything, positive writing, uh, manif manifesting, whatever, but just writing can really help slow down your thoughts too, right? So again, the point here is to be able to calm down enough to let new information in, whether that's telepathically, through reading, through whatever form, right? And here, this is where, you know, getting those little hints, like those intuitive hints become begins to become very normal or very... Um, noticeable right because you're not caught up in this whole your merry-go-round is not you know your mind's going like really slow so you might notice things that you might not have noticed um when you were thinking a lot right so um or just you know pause throughout the day um i guess what however you can incorporate this into your day like that would be great but um you know and again i just thought it was important to to address this because I know a lot of people have trouble with calming the mind. So that's the first step of feeding the spirit, being able to calm down the mind. And this one's not actually like feeding the spirit or conceiving the spirit, but it's actually aiding you in doing that. So again, going into step number two, which is feeding it information. So feeding the spirit information, which is us right like our mind what are we going to do with that and what does that mean so um step number two is once we have mastered being able to calm the mind in order to receive new information we can begin to feed ourselves with new experiences and knowledge this can include anything from experiences you have in your daily life to reading books to listening to someone speak going to conferences etc right um, you get you get the point. <laughs> the whole point is to introduce new information to our minds and be conscious of what it, it means to us. It doesn't matter if this information might mean something different to someone else. The importance is that we need we feed ourselves the information in this step. This is where we are collecting data. It doesn't really matter what the data is at this point. Of course, the higher vibration, the more conscious and more conscious the information is, the easier it will be for us to utilize it um, 
for the formation of our spirit. But from my experience, everyone will collect information that is at, that is at a vibration to what they already that. Uh, so everyone will collect information that is a uh, vibrational match to what they already are vibrating with. Here is where we reach the most important step. So that's leading into step three. But um, again, I want to go over this paragraph really fast. Um, so once we have mastered, right, like calming down the mind, we're going to be able to notice what is happening to us, what is happening around us. And that's collecting the information. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to go and like read a hundred books or go to conferences. It it can, if that's what you're, if that's what is required of you at that moment. Um, you know, but sometimes a lot of people, if you're not doing this work consciously, a lot of this collecting the information, like collecting information, collecting the data is just going to happen naturally throughout your life. It's, you know, you might not see the process of like why it's important or why. Um, and that kind of feeds into the next step. But, you know, like you're just out there, you're having experiences, you're living things. You might not know the reasons why, but that's part of the process, right? Like you might not know why, why you're having this experience or like, and I know that people usually like ask the, asks this question when it's something negative, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why did I deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? And then we go into like this whole negative cycle of, <clears throat> you know, like why, why are these things happening to us? Um, but again, if you can look at it from like a very sober perspective, <clears throat> And just look at it as collecting information, like don't judge it, going back to the non-judgment of dissolving the ego, right? Don't judge it. It's just an experience. You're having the experience and just know that it's part of a whole process of learning. So, and this might take, you know, and I guess that goes into the next one, but, you know, this step in the cycle might take a very long time because we're just collecting information. We are not even, we're not knowing, like, we don't even know what we're doing with this information. We're just collecting it. And we might not even know that we're collecting information. So if you're not aware of this process, if you're not really conscious of this process, um, then you might not know that that's where you're at. So, you know, just be, I guess now that I'm explaining this, like, just know that every experience does have a purpose and we might not know what that purpose is right now. It's, it might come at a later time, which is the next step, right? And step number three is making connections. So again, first step was calming the mind. Step two is feeding it information or experiences or whatever, you know, reading books, going to conferences, uh, going on vacation, whatever you're experiencing, that's collecting information. Um, and which leads us into step three, which is making connections, right? So all of these steps are required for the development of our spirit. But this step of connecting the dots of different experiences or information that we are acquiring is, in my opinion, the most important. Usually, this step happens at the end of a learning cycle when we are ready to move on to the next learning cycle. So, you know, again, we might not know that we're collecting the information for a purpose because we haven't reached the end of the cycle. So when we get to make the connections, that's when it happens. Like that's when that cycle is coming to a close. So you're all of a sudden you're understanding like, oh my God, that's why that thing happened to me. Like I wouldn't have understand this if I wouldn't have gone through that one thing that I went 
to uh, that I went through like five years ago, you know. So all of these things all all of a sudden start making sense, right? Um, so in this step, we take all of the information from the last step, feeding information, which isn't which in some cases might take years or decades, and bring all of that information into a single conclusion. This is how we achieve mastery over our lives. If we fail to complete this step, we are sent back to the beginning and are asked to repeat the cycle all over again. The universe will keep bringing the same lesson back to you until you have completely mastered this step. From my experience, repeated learning cycles are much shorter. Uh, so repeated learning cycles. So if you fail to learn the conclusion, the lesson, you might have to repeat the cycle. But this repetition of the cycle is going to be much shorter, but more intense than the previous one. Because since you are blinded to the conclusion, the universe will call out to you in bigger and more difficult ways to draw your attention into something that needs to be healed. Some souls might take lifetimes to completely master one cycle while others are going through cycles very quickly it can definitely i can definitely see more um i can definitely see around me the speeding up of cycles and from my personal experience cycles have become very short so now okay so let's just recap that because the next one is a little bit um i guess more not complicated, but just a little bit more details going to it. So if we, okay, so again, going back to if we fail, we might we might have to repeat the cycle. If we repeat the cycle, we might experience the same type of situation, maybe with different people, maybe with the same people. It doesn't really matter. Um, or same situation, or, you know, same situation, different, you know, environment. Um or something very similar to the same thing that you went through that you were like, why does this keep happening to me? Like, I already went through this. And I know I've mentioned it before when, you know, people experience like maybe the same type of abuse or the same type of relationships, even though it's a different person, it's the same type of energy in the relationship. So that means that, guess what? There's something there that you're attracting that needs to be solved, right? So... But the important thing here is like making the connections. So I don't want to, we've already discussed that in previous episodes, like um, attracting the same lessons. But here, making the connections is when you actually begin to form your spirit. So, um, and I guess that gets more into the second paragraph. So let's read that one next. So now I want to paint a picture here. We might have sub-cycles to the great big one that will finally form our spirit. That is why our souls will incarnate in many, many lifetimes in order to obtain all of the information from different sources and experiences. Say that we need to complete 50 sub-cycles to completely form our spirit. And let's say that for each one of those 50 conclusions and or cycles, right, or lessons that we have to learn, there are 50 more mini-cycles that make up that one. So... This is what I imagine, like, right, like, kind of like that step pyramid, I mean, that pyramid scheme thing, <laughs> right? So there's, like, this one big lesson at the top that's actually going to form our spirit. Under that one, there's, like, 50 other ones, 50 sub-cycles, right? And we then, and each one of those 50 sub-cycles has 50 more sub-cycles, right? So 
we might and those probably have other sub cycles within those right so it might take a really long time to actually learn all of the things that we have to learn to form our spirit right the thing is that we don't know where we are in this whole process like we might be at the very top we might not even know that we're at the very top um and actually, this was I'm as I'm saying this, I'm being reminded that this information was given to me in a vision that I had last year. And it was, you know, I hadn't remembered it like that, but this is kind of explaining it in a different way. But it's pretty much the same visual of like the people at the top that were really, really, really close to the top didn't even know they were there. Like they're still within their little cycle. And they don't know that they're like so close to reaching spirit, right? To reach God or reaching like nirvana, whatever you want to call it. Um, you might not be aware and it doesn't matter because it feels like an eternity to you in that experience. You might be at the very bottom of the freaking pyramid and you know, you're barely starting off, you're barely gathering your thought forms, you're having these experiences of very, like, low vibrational um, experiences, you know, and I think that's going to start, stop occurring more on the planet, because we're all kind of evolving, and those are being taken to different, um, I guess, places of consciousness, right, like, they're they're going to no longer be supported here. So they have to be sent somewhere else so they can incarnate and continue their work. But anyway, that's just, <laughs> you know, that's getting super specific about it. But anyway, so going into the sub cycles, right? Like, let's leave it really simple. There's one at the top, there's 50 under that one, and there's 50 on each one of those sub cycles, right? So let's say you're in a sub sub cycle and you're there and you're having these experiences and you're like, oh, okay, I finished it, right? Like you finished one, you know when you finished it because you're like, you're make, you're having this conclusion. You're like, oh my God, that's why I met that person. That's why I did this. That's why I traveled over there. I learned that and that helped me learn this and that took me over here, right? Like that's what, that's how life happens, right? Like that's how, um, that's how we experience things, right? And then when you get the conclusion and you get the aha moment, and that's something I really wanted to mention here because I, I know people use that term a lot, the aha moments, right? Like when you're just like, oh my God, like I get it. Like I get, I I understand, right? Like those understanding moments, you're like, oh my God, I, I, I know what they're saying. Like I learned it. I I've had the experience and then you start linking it to all these, you know, and that's how it usually happens for me where I, I hear something and then it really goes in there, like into my mind. And I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, and I understand, I understand it. And then I can link in, link it to all of these other experiences that I've had. And it's just like a great, like realization moment of clarity where you're just, you're just like, oh my God, I get it. <laughs> and I don't know, I just, I love those moments. So you, we could say that that's a sub-sub cycle, right? Because it doesn't mean that you've completed the lifetime. It doesn't mean it's just like a learning lesson. You can apply it, you learned it. And okay, so that's great, right? So we still have 50 other ones to do, right? Maybe you're like on the 49th and you have one more to go, right? So you finish that one, that aha moment happened. You're collecting all of these aha moments that you've already kind of worked on. 
and you have one more cycle, right? So you go, you start again. And I don't know if you guys can actually feel this, but I can. Like whenever I finish a cycle, I've like I'm in this great place. There's like clarity for a few months, maybe even a few weeks, because now it, like things are speeding up. You get like this little rest period, and then like I dive, like my energy, my whole experience just like freaking goes. It it doesn't go downhill. <laughs> like it just goes back to the beginning where I know where I don't know anything, and I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I'm. I don't really know what's going on. My energy is not clear anymore. So don't misinterpret that as digression. Don't don't misinterpret that as, you know, like things not working out or like what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. If anything, you're doing everything right because you've if you've reached that point of clarity and and understanding and joy and whatever you're doing and you have those aha moments and you're doing all this work and then all of a sudden you go and you like it goes you go down vibrationally right and then you might start experiencing all of these hardships again so you know you might start noticing things go a little bit wrong things go a little bit you know um, get a little bit difficult you start being challenged in different areas of your life it's because of this it's because you're in a new lesson and you've already mastered the last one so what's the point of staying stuck there right enjoy that period that you that you, <laughs> was a gift right like that's i that's how i see it i'm like oh my god this period is a gift i love being in that clear state like that clear vibrational state once the cycle is done and I know it's going to come to an end because I already know this is going to happen. Like I've experienced it many times. I know that clarity is not going to last forever. So I'm like cherishing, like cherishing <laughs> the, the moment I'm like, Oh my God, like, yes, I love this. <laughs> so, um, you know, just keep at it. Like, you know, just enjoy the moment and you know, the, it's going to come before you know it. It's just, it's going to come. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I was cut, cut off there in my in my inspirational moment. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here because that's, we still have like the last step. So, well, there's two more, but um, anyway, so like I said, just to recap this one, like you might be going through all these like different cycles. Um, if you're in a sub sub cycle, like I said, let's pretend we're on the 49th one. Let's say you finish that one. So you go up the scale, you have com those completing those 49 sub sub cycles is going to complete one of the sub cycles, right? So that one's already done with. And then you move on to a different sub cycle, which has 50 more sub sub cycles. So I don't know if this is making sense. Maybe I can make a, um, a graphic for this one because uh, it just kind of helps to understand it. And it goes, again, back into the um, the theory of the holographic universe, not because we're in a virtual reality, but because everything is a hologram, right? Like, those sub-sub-cycles are all, like, lessons, like, just like the sub-cycle is, just like the, one, the first cycle is, right? Like, the major cycle. So we're having all of these experiences, and if you take a really broad... Um, 
you know, like in the last episode above the battlefield view of what's really going on, this is what you're going to see. Like you're going to see people living their lives, having these um, experiences, balancing energies, transmuting them um, through different experiences. You know, again, those sub-sub cycles are probably going to have sub-sub-sub-sub cycles, right? Like, they're going to have another level under them. So, that might look different for everybody. And we don't even know, like, right? Like, all we know is, and this is, like, where you have to, like, know yourself. Because you're the only one that can understand where you're at and what you're going through. So, using other people, and again, going back to last last week's episode two weeks ago about you know your guidance system stop using people as your guidance system like they don't know <laughs> they don't know what the hell what the heck's going on with you it's good to have you know uh, relationships that we can count on that we can use for support that we can um you know feed the information back and forth but don't use those people's opinions for your decisions because you're the only one that knows and you already know what's best for you like that's that's the tricky part right when we feel that we don't know what to do and we're kind of lost is you know go back to step one and calm the mind be mindful of what you're going through you might not know especially when we're making decisions that are like kind of like quote unquote like big decisions like should I quit my job should I leave my partner should I you know these things that we get worked up about just calm the mind and you know take a higher perspective usually it's because if you're having trouble making a decision it's because you're entangled in emotional or egoic thoughts about that situation and you already know and that's where like you can't reach the point of clarity and making that decision because you have all these layers of other stuff that are attaching you to it um and, my, and that's where it gets really hard right like to make these decisions to take this action because we're tangled up with it so if you need to deal with that first and then make the decision that's what i would you know probably recommend but you know it's different for everybody so again you're the only one that knows what to do and don't give your power away like that's another thing like be firm like be know that know that you're the one that is in charge of your life like usually people might want to like give their power away because it's easier for you to blame somebody else for the decision that you took and you can say you told me to do this right and it's like well yeah but <laughs> it's your decision like you you didn't have to listen to me so Again, and it, this goes back to even like listening to these podcasts or, you know, like reading books or and it goes perfectly in line with what I'm trying to say here about the steps. Right. And the information like take the information. And I guess that's something that I missed in step number two. Right. Feeding ourselves information. Um, I think I addressed it in the other steps, but just quickly, um, you know, take the information and. You're the one that's going to make the connection through your experience. So like I said in that one, right, in step number uh, two, that this might, it might mean something different to someone else. This information that you're getting through books, through whatever source you're getting the information, it might not be the same for everybody else. And that's okay. Like that it's, this is your experience. This is your lesson that you're here to work on. And people 
might try to convince you otherwise that they know what's right. And I feel like this is where we get into trouble when people think that because it's right for them, it's right for everybody. And this goes into everything. Again, most of the information that I'm going to be that I discuss goes into every everything else that we can think of, right? Um, even like diet or, you know, finances, whatever you want to think of, like, it's not right. For, you can't do a, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has different needs. Everybody has different ways of living, of choices. Like, you can't just say, like, this is what's right and this is what's right for everybody. It's not. Like, it. everybody's a unique case. Everybody's different. Everybody has different energies. Everybody has different... You know, our bodies are different. Our interpretation of things are different. Um, you can't just say, like, this is, a, like, one way that fits everything, right? Yeah, it's easier to kind of do that because that's kind of what I'm doing here with this whole process. Um, but, you know, individual, you are the one that has to individualize it, right? Like, again, going back to what I was saying um, about taking in the information and you're going to interpret it and you're going to apply it into your life however you see fit that it fits into your life, right? Like, however you can interpret it, apply it, and use it through your experience. So never forget to do that, right? Like, don't give your power away to other people. Don't give your power away to uh, organizations, to books, to whatever you think is going to help everyone, right? Everyone's different. Everybody has different needs. So, you know, it just, just keep that in mind. Um, okay, so where are we here? I think I'm going into step three. So... Did I already read that one? Yes. Okay. So, again, maybe, like I said, maybe I can draw, um, going back to the steps, maybe I can draw a graphic and I can put it on the blog about, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy to imagine anyway. Um, so now going to step four, right? So applying the teaching, uh, the teaching lessons. So this is kind of like the last step, um, there's one more, but I'll explain that one in a bit. So applying the teaching lessons. So this is how we can check in with ourselves and know that we have mastered a cycle or lesson that we need to form our spirit. This is where we see people actually change and become a better, more developed form of themselves. This step is not about applying all of the information that you need from step two, um, so again, this the step is not about applying all of the information that you needed from step two, but rather from step three. So once once that connection is formed, i.e., step three, all of the information and experiences that you gathered to learn to learn it are not that important. Yes, they still hold value, but the goal of having the experience is to learn, right? So I don't know if that was clear, but um, right. So once you have this conclusion in step three, like once you formed the connection and once you formed the conclusion and you having those aha moments and you're like, I get it. Like, I understand it. That's the reason why you had all those other experiences. Like that's the, it could have taken you years to get to that conclusion. It could have taken you many relationships, many, you know, suffering, whatever you went through to get to that conclusion. That's what's important. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the information and experiences 
they have value in themselves, right? Because they're the ones that we were collecting to get to those aha moments. But in reality, that's what we want. Like that's that's the that's the end of the cycle when we get when we get to the actual aha moments, right? So um, that's what I was trying to to say there. So uh, once the learning is complete, it would be inefficient to repeat the same lesson, and it would rather even be impossible, even if you had similar or even the same experiences. If you completely mastered your lesson, you would go through the same experience at a different level of consciousness, so you would interpret the information in a different way. Right, so even if, let's say looking from very high up perspective you disincarnate and you're like hey i and you completely learned your lesson in that lifetime and let's say you're like hey i want to experience that again because i what for whatever reason your soul chooses that right and you go back and you experience the same lifetime again if you really learned your lesson you might experience the same lifetime through a different lens because you have already engraved your crystals, your thought crystals with this new information that you learned it, that you were already learned. So that's already there. Like it's engraved. It's not going away. So you might have the same lifetime. I mean, this is hypothetical, right? I don't know if this really happens, but, um, but let's say, you know, you decide to go back or let's use like a simpler analogy like reading a book, right? Like let's say you read a book when you were in grade school and, then you read the same book when you're in college and you've had all of these experiences, you've learned all these lessons, you understand the hero's journey, you understand whatever, right? Um, and you get to college and you read the same book again and you, you're going to read it, but you're going to have a very different take on that book. Like you might notice things that you didn't notice when you were a kid. You might think some things are silly or a little bit too childish or for whatever, right? Whatever your experience has led you to understand when you're in college, it's nothing compared to when you were a kid, right? So even if you read the same book at different time stages in, in your life, you might interpret it differently. So um, definitely happened to me with Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I caught some things that I was like, what? Like I didn't, I mean, th th things just stand stand out like things stood out that i didn't really get when i was a kid um anyway just personal experience there but um okay so even if you had to okay it's impossible different form of consciousness you would interpret the information in a different way the application of your conclusion and lesson is the important part of this step you have a choice when you get this far in the cycle. You can choose to apply the lesson and make it a part of your new being spirit, or you can choose to ignore it and continue doing as you were before you learned it. Believe it or not, you can actually digress in your spiritual evolution if you choose to incorporate lower vibratory thought forms into your being. Of course, the universe will then bring back the lesson until you choose to accept it and uh so it's going to bring it in a harder and more difficult way. So here, um, right, you can choose to ignore it. You can learn the lesson. You can actually come super close, right? Because once you've learned the lesson, it's not going away. So you can come really close to learning the lesson. Like you went through the hardships. You went through everything. Everything 
dissolved, everything built up, everything that needed to happen happened, right? And you you find yourself there at the end of everything. You can kind of feel it that things are coming to an end. And then you choose like right before you learn it, like you, that's the tipping point, right? Like that's where you get, where you can actually choose to learn the lesson. And some people are so scared to go beyond that point um, that they turn back and they're like, well, I'm just going to go back and do whatever I was doing because I know what that leads to. I know what that, I know what that is, right? They refuse to learn the lesson. They refuse to actually incorporate this new information, right? Like, I'm not applying the lesson here. So I guess that would be more in like making the connections, right? You make all the connections, but you don't learn it. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, you go and you keep doing the same things that you were doing. Like you're, everything already went to shit or everything already built up to the point where it was. And then you're like, uh, okay. And then you start again. And it's a whole same cycle different people maybe different situations but same energy same lesson same everything so that happens and i've seen it happen a lot and you know maybe to an outside observer it it doesn't seem so i mean it, to an outside observer it seems so noticeable and you're just like how in the world do these people not get it like it's happened to them over and over and over and over again can they not see what they're doing like can they not see that these actions lead to this result like how are they not linking the information right like how are they not making this link but you know that's just and in a very non-judgmental way, right? Like, I'm. it's not like it's judgmental, but that has happened to me. But at the same time, I also understand that when you're in the cycle, it's your lesson because it's your lesson. It's something that you don't understand. You might not understand. You might not have, you don't have that link made. You don't have that link connected. Like, you don't, you don't understand that you don't understand, right? Like it's very obscure. Like you're kind of blinded in a sense. You don't know that what you're doing is going to, or you, you might even know, you might know that that's, but you don't really understand. And I think that's, you know, what I was talking about before in the knowing, but not or what was the vocabulary I was using? The understanding. Like, you might know where it leads, but you don't have the understanding. Because if you had the understanding, then you wouldn't do it, right? Like, I know where this leads. But sometimes, even knowing, people feel like, and like I was saying earlier, right? Like, they're so scared, and they turn back. I already know what this what this does to me. I already know that this is bad for me. I already know that this isn't helping me evolve or grow, but I'm, I'm still choosing to do it because I don't want to evolve and I don't want to, I don't want to, like, it's so scary to go beyond what you don't know. So there might be resistance to it, right? So you're kind of like stuck there and you know that you're not going to go below this point because you know that when you start over, you're going to start over where you started over from already. So you're there, right? And you know you're not going to go past the end of the cycle because you're choosing not to go past the end of the cycle. But, you know, if that's what you keep choosing, it gets to the point where the intensity and the amount of time it takes gets so close to each other that it's just like that's what you're constantly living and living and living. Like 
Like it's going to get shorter and shorter, the amount of time, and the intensity is going to get higher and higher, right? Until it reaches the top. Like it can't get any more intense. It can't get any more shorter. So that's where you keep like reliving and you're like stuck in this freaking like cycle, right? Like it's just like repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And believe it or not, people actually choose that. Like people actually choose to have that experience. And not just people, like thought forms, right? And we're we're trapped like we're trapped in that experience and that's what happens to a lot of us here right like maybe our cycles are still not to the point where it's so noticeable that that's our constant experience but that you know we don't we can't even like experience something else because there's no more room of consciousness to kind of expand this lesson like it already you already went over it so many times that and the universe is like, okay, you, you're you going to go there, right? And that's when you might die or you might disincarnate. You might be taken to some other place where that's the constant experience. And you can't, you're, now you're going to have, if you want to get out of there, you're going to have to go through even harder, darker, more, you know, intense experiences to be able to get out. So it's not in our interest <laughs> to remain stuck right it's not in our interest to remain in the same cycles um over and over again right we might think that we're safe but that can only lead us somewhere we that can only lead us somewhere we don't want to be and if you're so scared to move forward then you know unfortunately that's where we're gonna have to go right like you're gonna have to go back and or you're going to be taking, you know, you're going to have the experience wherever that might be, whether that's, you know, again, talking from like the one being perspective that might be in a different planet, that might be in a different level of consciousness, that might be in maybe here on Earth, but maybe you reincarnate in a different plant in a different country where situations are really bad. And, you know, you're going to not to, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, people that are in really bad economic or health situations is because of karma, but I mean, it is, right? It's not that, I'm not saying that they deserve that or that I, you know, it's just like cause and effect, right? Like if we're looking at it very soberly, it's because of cause and effect. And it doesn't mean that it's bad, right? Like I'm not judging it. I'm not saying like, oh, that's a bad thing to that's a bad thing to experience. If anything, it's a good thing, right? I mean, it's not the most optimal way of going about it. But if you have a choice and you've already gone through this experience and you have a choice to move and to evolve and you choose not to and you go and you have to experience something really bad for you to kind of like get it, then that's not optimal, right? And like, again, going back to like the karma thing, it's cause and effect, right? If there's something stuck within your vibrational experience, you know being that needs to be addressed because you're going to be you're going to born be born in an abusive um in an abusive family right or you might be born you know with disadvantages or you might be born with deficiencies or you might be born with whatever it is that is going to make your life maybe a little bit more challenging but if anything that's an opportunity like that's an opportunity for you to Again, we have these like egoic, sentimental, emotional attachments to these things. And we feel bad for people having these experiences because we compare ourselves to them, right? 
but um and we're like oh i wouldn't want to be going through that and then that's where the egoic emotional like it's not really even empathy it's more like an egoic judgment of that experience because you're judging it as bad and if anything like in the universe there's no good or bad right it's just the experience and it's just i'm going through this because this is my lesson and this is something that i have to do and i you know i'm grateful for the opportunity that this is bringing me and and it's bringing my soul evolution right so we're looking at it from a very like a higher perspective not from an egoic perspective where we get caught up in the emotions um Anyway, super long tangent <laughs> again. Um, so the application of your conscious, let's see where I left off. Let me find out where I left off. Um, okay, so if you choose to accept your conclusion and evolve and elevate because of it, a great way to continue. Okay, so this is where I left off, right? So I'll just reread the last paragraph and then we can continue. So the application of your conclusion and lesson is the important part of this step. You have a choice when you get this far in the cycle. You can choose to apply the lesson and make it a part of your new being spirit, or you can choose to ignore it and continue doing as you were before you learned it. Believe it or not, you can actually digress in your spiritual evolution if you choose to incorporate lower vibratory thought forms into your being. Of course, the universe will then bring back the lesson until you choose to accept it in harder and, harder and more difficult ways. If you choose to accept your conclusion and evolve and elevate because of it, a great way to contribute to the universe is to share your experience. It doesn't mean that you have to write a book or start a, start a podcast or that you even have to tell people what you learned, but even just applying it in your own life can be teaching. People around you that notice your positive change and the evolution that you just went through can be considered teaching, right? Like that can be considered teaching, um, leading by example. Of course, if you like talking to people and sharing your stories, that is also a great way to continue your practice and keep that active in your experience. So <clears throat> once we learn it, right, like uh, like I said, it, that information is not going to go away. But if you want to keep that lesson active and you want to keep, you know, like you become really passionate about it or you become really and that's where ultimately all of this stuff might lead you. Right. Like and I think they even mentioned that in some of the Gary Renard books. Um the disappearance of the universe where souls actually or spirits in this case because they've already reached the spirit the formation of the spirit they choose to come back like they choose they choose to come back to teach like they choose to come back to be an example for people because they're trying to help the consciousness even though we're having this these individual experiences we're all one right like we're all helping each other we know that our brothers and our sisters um whatever you want to call other people right like we know that these thought forms we know that all these people are here and that we have they're part of us and if we're helping them we're helping each other and there was this like great little quote in the one being that uh was sent to me in the group the group chat that we have um and it talked about that it talked about how how they well they asked them like why why do you call souls like a soul and not the spirit like even though we're all spirit because we're coming down from higher like higher dimensions we already have the spirit right but why do you say that it's a soul um there's something to that effect but they answer with, like, we're saying that it's a soul, 
because yeah, we under, and the, I mean, they explain the spirit part, right? Like they explain like we're all spirit, but when you come down and you disintegrate and you start you, uh, losing your continuation and correlation, they um, you dissolve, right? Like you don't have you don't have it, so you don't stay together. So, but they say like your job on Earth, even though you might not like you might not even end up with some of the thought energies thought forms and soul particles right like this soul that makes you up as the person that you're incarnated in you might not even end up with all of those thought forms in your spirit right because you're here the things that you didn't work through in this lifetime they might go to somewhere else and incarnate in some other person um that that's gonna be beneficial for that thought form when you didn't work on it right so it's important to do our work here and do the best that we can as the people that we are now because when we disintegrate if we haven't formed our spirit and we disincarnate we might separate into five other people and we're gonna have five other experiences and it doesn't mean that you as a person didn't exist it just means that all of that information every all your experiences they're shared with everybody else and they're going to go wherever they're being called. Right. And then you incarnate in those five other people. And it, that's how it keeps going. Right. Until you form your spirit into until the elevated parts of yourself mix with the elevated parts of somebody else and four other people. And then you get together and you come and you have an experience as a person and then you form a spirit. And then those are the ones that you're going to keep. Right. So, and they're like, that's, um like that's your job right like that's our job when we incarnate like we are tending like what i work on myself i'm working on in you right like because we are one <laughs> like we're literally one and i love how they explain this and i don't know that was like a beautiful thought for me like a beautiful explanation because it really showed like the oneness that we all are right like we might be made up of 20 other people that we don't even remember having the experience or you know and i've talked about this before and that's why like many people can probably say that they're they've been the same person in the past life because they split up into other people right and then those other people probably split up into way more other people and you know so on and so forth so i i don't know i just it was like a great explanation and again going back to our job here as incarnated beings like our job is to take care of the thought forms that we're given in this lifetime right so there's like the consciousness part of ourselves and i, I it gets into you know i think they talk about this in a course in miracles where there's like the part or maybe it was the one uh the law of one where they they describe like the 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 part of your mind that can choose like and that's the only part that you know like you can choose where you want to go and know that by choosing into the negative or the positive you're choosing for everybody because you're you're the caretaker of this thought form like you're the caretaker of these thought forms of this beingness like you're the caretaker for all of us so what you do is going to affect me it's going to affect everybody else and it's going to affect the whole universe, really, because ultimately that's where we're all heading back to, right? So the longer it takes you, the longer it's going to take me. The longer it's going to take everybody else that is kind of stuck within our same vibrational, like, 
category, right? Because if I elevate myself, that's going to help you elevate yourself, whether that's because I'm disincarnating and my energy is being spread out throughout the whole world or <clears throat> however we choose to see this, right? Or because simply being here and having this elevated energy, it's it's like retrofitting, um, <clears throat> feeding the other people on the planet, right? Okay, I was cut off again, but as I was saying, like, right, just having the energy and being incarnated is going to be beneficial for everybody. But, um, okay, let's get back to, <laughs> um, again, another tangent. So, like I said, leading by example, if you like talking to people, just to recap the last step, right, applying and teaching lessons. So, um, leading by example, um if you're if you're inspired to tell people if you want to write a book about it whatever it is however you're going to share the information and what you learned is beneficial for everybody right so um expressing yourself and sharing the information is great and it's beneficial right so we that's why i always ask like you guys should send me emails or you know talk about your experiences or you know just so i can like share them as well like i can share them on the podcast or you know if you guys have podcasts like let me know or just whatever you know whatever you guys are doing like it would be kind of cool to know um whatever like your experiences and how you're seeing this information how you're interpreting it um okay so moving on to step five so this is actually forming the spirit right so i can't say from from experience that this step looks uh what this step looks like right because i don't know if i've gone through this or not so as i as i am unsure so i can't say from experience what this step looks like as i am unsure if i have reached this threshold but i did go through a pretty big lesson so maybe even the hardest one in this lifetime but who knows right like we don't we don't really know um more things might come my way so i mean i did have a really pretty big i felt like that cleared out so much from my energy thought forms like it was pretty crazy but it was something i had to go through and i think i'm grateful of having gone through it in the way that i went through it um simply because it's something that was that i was able to go through maybe i didn't feel like i was be able like i it didn't feel like something i was able to go through at the time but you know it was just like a very overwhelming experience um let's just leave it at that so anyway this step will be completed by itself. So step number five, forming the spirit, will be completed by itself. When you reach that final lesson, you won't even know it is your final lesson until it is learned. Because then, when you disincarnate, you no longer will lose your correlation and continuation. You will no longer forget what you were working on, who you are, and what and where you are headed. You will be you will be able to do more work and developing your connection to the divine and drawing inspiration from source and not just from our ego minds. This step is not the last in the universe, but it is the last to get us out of this densified backwards planet we live we live on. At least from here at least from here on out, we will have a conscious choice to come back or not. And that is more than we have been able to do in our journey thus far. So again, just going over 
this step, right? Like, we don't know. And going back to what I was like, that picture that I was kind of like drawing in my mind about the sub cycles, like, we don't know where we at, where we're at, right? Like, we don't know where we stand within that web of sub sub cycles and sub cycles and whatever, right? Like, we don't know what we're living through. Because you won't really know until you reach that one. When you finish that lesson, when you finish that that last lesson, when you finish that lesson, that's when you're gonna, that's when you're gonna know, like, that's when you're gonna realize, like, wow, that I'm done, like, (laughs) you're gonna feel it. And you might not even, you might recognize, and I, feel, I you know I've heard of people reaching that state before and not knowing if they have reached that state because they doubt it. They're like, wait, I don't, you know, they, they're still being cautious of the ego mind, like, which is good, right? Like, we don't want to say that we're there when we're not. Um, so, you know, it's just something to keep in mind. But, but it's, you know, like you can feel, and like I said, I, I think I shared this in my last episode or two episodes ago that you might think that you know or you might feel like, oh, my God, I've reached that point. Like, I, I, I have so much clarity. So that's just the end of one cycle, right? Like, I'm talking about the big cycle. And don't get confused. Like, I feel like for me, when I was reaching those, like, clarity moments, at least the first big one that I reached where I was, like, making all these connections, I knew what was going uh, I apparently knew what was going on, right? Like, at least for me in that moment, um, I felt like I knew what was going on. Like, oh my God, I figured it out, right? And then, bam, like it hit again. Like, oh shit, like that's not everything. Like that was a sub-cycle, but I didn't know. I didn't know this. I didn't know how this worked. So that was like my first experience. And then when it happened again, I was like, oh, I'm, I can see the pattern here. Like I can see what's going on. And all of this feeds into the hero's journey, which I kind of want to discuss in a different episode. It's pretty much... You know, I feel like that's the universal system for these cycles because that's going into the specific cycle in itself, right? Like this is just looking at it from a more like elevated view of what the hero's journey might be like. So let's say that every one of those sub cycles is a hero's journey in itself. And then we have, I guess that would have been a better way to explain this because some of you might be familiar with the hero's journey. So you know, but I do want to make an episode specifically on the hero's journey because there's so many like intricate parts of the hero's journey that it might take me uh, more than one episode to go to get through. And, you know, then we can link it to the tarot because the major arcana is like it's the hero's journey. Right. Um, anyway, that's something we can discuss in a different episode. But um, so anyway, back to the paragraph. Right. So as you can see, all of this work, um, all of this is work from our end. No one is going to come and do the work for you or beam you out of this planet in a spaceship or be saved, quote unquote, by the blood of another person on a cross. The universe does not work by magic. It is all frequency and vibration. It's all cause and effect, right? And you will match with that which you are. 
You can't you can't hide it. You can't hide it from the universe, right? And you can't lie to the universe. If there is lessons you need to learn, people you need to forgive, experiences you need to live in order to purify your consciousness and learn what you need to learn, the universe will make sure you get more than enough opportunities to evolve, transmute, and transcend your current state of consciousness. Right? So you're not fooling anybody, right? By yourself pretty much like i mean you might be able to fool some people but you can't fool the universe right like you can't and the reason we can fool ourselves is because we're not developed beings like again going back to that vision i had like a year like a year ago i think it was a year ago maybe more maybe two years ago anyway that's exactly another piece of information that i understood from that and it was that you can't lie like that's why nobody in the universe has names because you don't need names. Like when you can recognize a vibration, when you can recognize a frequency, you don't need to tell me who you are. You don't need to tell me that like your experience, like you don't need to explain who you are. Like I can just look at you. I can feel your vibration and that's it. I know who you are. I know where you belong. I know. And it's not like in a judgmental way. It's just like, oh, I, I understand that I'm part of the whole of the universe. I understand the job that you're doing. I understand where you're from. I understand where you live. I know where the parameters of your, of your vibrational frequency. And I know, like, I can just, I, I know because I'm, I'm connected to the same thing you're connected to. It you don't have to explain, right? Like and I feel like that's something that people I guess our experience here on planet Earth is different because of that because we can't we some of us can do that, right? Like I feel like I've always had this like energetic uh sensibility to and I bet most of you do as well if you're listening to this, but people can hide their identity. Like people can use different techniques and ways to hide this vibrational output so we can't read it whether and I've seen it both ways I've seen it like in a very positive way where I feel like the person is so much like higher than the vibrational mm, I don't even like they still have a signature it's just very light like I'm I'm thinking of a specific person, like to the point where like the person scared me, <laughs> like we were in the same room. I didn't even realize the person was there because she, she doesn't have an energetic signature like other people. Like I'm pretty, I'm really good at sensing like if people are around me, like, I mean, sometimes I ignore it or I'm not like p consciously paying attention to it, but this person like really like she becomes invisible like i don't i don't even like she's been in there and this has happened more than one time with this specific person that i didn't even realize she was at the same like room that i was in and i walked in and you know it was like one time it was a party the other time was um at a class and you know she just doesn't have an, an a very noticeable energy signature and you know she talked a little bit about it <laughs> um not that specifically but she says like i don't get involved where i'm not called like i don't i'm not out there trying to find things like i'm not inputting my energy into things which i think most of us do so to her it was just like if i'm not being called i'm not there 
So she's like, why do you want, why, why are you getting involved in things that you're, you're not being asked to do? Like, don't do that. <laughs> Just, it, 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 if you're not being called, you're going to get involved in things that you, you know, and then that's how you get whatever. I don't want to go into that in, right now. But um, anyway, I thought that was a really good, like, cool thing that she said. Like, if you're not being called to do it, don't don't get involved. Like, it's not your thing. Don't. Why do you want to go there? Like, because you think you can help? No, they don't want your help. Like, don't, don't get involved. Like, get involved when you're being asked for help. Um, I mean, take it for what you want, but I thought that was, I mean, at least how I took it, I understood it. And I was like, okay, that's very true. Like, you know, don't be a busybody practically. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of today's episode. I actually had a really cool reading section. I mean, I'm just going to go over it because I'm already past the hour anyway. So what's another 15 10 minutes more, let's just say. I'll try to keep it fast. So um, today's reading section is on the one being, and I thought I wanted to do this. I actually translated it because the fifth book is not out in English and uh, yet. So um, it's actually the one being book five, uh, book four. Oh, it is in English. I didn't, you know, I thought it was book five because I'm currently reading book five, but this is from book four. So anyway, I translated the question. So it's question number 234, and it talks about um, how these elevated beings communicate with people here on earth. Um, so they ask them, uh, the lady, the channeler asks them, how do you communicate with the channelers here on earth, right? And then they answer, we communicate with symbols. When a being conceives his spirit, it has engraved in his crystals, thoughts, the basic universal formulas. These formulas are the DNA of the universe. The spirit does not need to learn, remember, assimilate, etc. It has it innately in itself, as opposed to the soul that does need to learn, experience, assimilate, apply itself, etc. We communicate with the channelers of the planet through symbols, and these are interpreted with the existing vocabulary that is located in the being's memory. Who is interpreting and translating the symbols is the spirit, who adequately expresses these symbols in the language that it finds itself in, extracting from this what is necessary to, the, to correctly communicate. These symbols are exactly like the crop circles and like the symbols you will find in the future when you discover Atlantis. So I just thought this section was like super interesting or this question because question and answer because it, I don't know, it was just like a confirmation for me. Like, I don't know if you l listened to that episode about communicating with your higher self um, and how I interpret things that, you know, like, and it feels like I'm translating it into a language. Like, it's not words. It's, it's, and this kind of clarified it for me. I was like, oh my God, this is freaking crazy. Like, you know, they're, they're communicating through symbols, which to me, it, I don't, I don't realize that it's the symbols, at least not when it's like telepathic communication where I just feel it. Like it just feels like a, like an energy more, more than anything else. It feels more like an energy than a thought form or a symbol or anything else. Right. Um, and I guess that's what they explain here. Um, so I don't know. I'm just trying to like make sense of this and, and that, you know, if they say like, 
when a being conceives his spirit. So I'm like, does that mean that I conceived my spirit? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, it has engraved in its crystals, uh, in its crystal thoughts, the basic universal formulas. This is how we can communicate, right? Like that's what they're saying. Like we can communicate with the channelers because these people have already, um, understood the basic formulas of the universe so we can send them symbols and they will translate them into the language that they find that the spirit because it's not the person doing it right it's not the ego so okay this is kind of helping me understand this right so it might be a person that has a, con a conceived the spirit um but within that spirit there might still be thought forms that are not completely elevated right it just means that you've reached that point where you're not going to disintegrate um at least that's what i'm kind of understanding right now and kind of getting telepathically too actually so um okay so it, that's why i think they specify that it it's the spirit uh, it says what it, it that's what it says here right it's um, who is interpreting and translating the symbols is the spirit who adequately expresses these symbols in the language that it finds itself in. So if you find yourself in, you know, Spanish speaking countries or English, Chinese, whatever, the spirit in, within that person is going to translate the symbols into that language. And that's exactly what it felt like to me. Like whenever I get these messages, like it feels like I'm translating it. And I explained that and I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. Anyway, it was just more, this, I guess this is more kind of like my own little like sub, 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 sub cycle of like understanding this or um, making this conscious, right? That when you receive that information, it's not really a language. They're not. And I don't know if, you know, actually, like, not that I think about it, I don't think I've heard people say they receive actual voice uh, messages unless it's a negative entity. Like, that negative entities actually use words like voices. And I, I haven't heard of yet of somebody in the positive sense of, like, channeling that they actually receive words. It's more like... I think this is what they're referring to, right? Like, and then the person translates it. And, you know, they get into different areas about channeling and mediumship because being a medium is not like being a channel and it's not like being telepathic. So um, I think channelers, they actually go, they're not conscious, right? Like they're not consciously there. The spirit, that person leaves and then the the other being comes in and starts talking through them as opposed to telepathic communication, which is what I'm referring to. Um, right. And I think that's what they're using this channeler as an umbrella term for all of those. But um, for me and my personal experience, I think it's more like the telepathic communication. Like I receive and then I translate it. I receive the energy, the symbol, whatever, which now I can call a symbol because I didn't know that's what that was. And then it, I can translate it into words so I can, other people can understand it. And this is exactly what it feels like when I'm reading cards for people. Like, and I feel like, you know, if you do decide to get a card reading from me, um, it is going to be, it's not going to be focused so much on, at least this is a trend that I see when I do readings for people is that the information is the required information that you need. And I know that in, if you go into the silversoulcrystals.com and you go through the tarot, uh, tarot card reading section on the more information, it says something about like, 
you know, sometimes you get information that you didn't ask for specifically, but it's going to make perfect sense to you. And it's going to be exactly what you need to hear for your spiritual journey. Of course, if you've already developed this skill, then you don't need to do it, right? But, um, or do you don't need to go to somebody else? But even sometimes I get card readings, like sometimes I just want to, which is stuff like it's just great confirmation because if you're that tuned in and you're connected to your own, you know, spirit guides, to your internal, uh, your inner higher self, then you already know this information. But it's great to just have a confirmation. So, you know, I've gone a few times to get my cards read in, and it's actually just great because I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, it's just like a good confirmation. So, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. So, I don't know if that helps explain some of you guys might be having this type of communication as well. So, um, you know, it's just like a help, uh, a great little like paragraph that I thought I should share. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening to us, uh, to me. Um, I know this episode went a little bit long, <laughs> but I wasn't my plan to. I was like, okay, I can get it under an hour. I just had a lot of tangents. But um, again, you can visit us at. Um, silversoulcrystals.com you can send emails to uh, silversoulcrystals at gmail.com if you want to communicate with us Um, I keep saying us but I guess in a sense it is us right (laughs) it's not just me Um, anyway so um, if again a great way to support this podcast is getting lycotherapy or tarot card readings or to purchase something from the shop that way it's not just me you know, you donating, but um, you actually get something back. So that's great. I do, I will be uploading this episode, including the reading section on it. So um, again, visit the website and the blog. Thank you so much.